0: and why
1: podcast of unbridled rage that is this is the official podcast for that
0: welcome aboard uh,
1: Oh all right. It's June 17th. We're going right into it. It's June 17th, episode 60 of the Bleacher Creatures podcast, presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, and Warwick Gaming. As always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC. And for the first time ever, brought to you by Total Unwavering Rage.
0: Uh, that was my line. You stole my line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, Unwavering James. I've Rage. Up.
0: I've been practicing that line all day. I was going to say oh our God. second... <laughs> Our second sponsor is perfectly acceptable targeted rage.
1: Fair enough. Uh, I'm angry. I'm tired. I'm angry about the state of baseball, the general state of the world, uh, that owners of major league baseball teams don't give a singular shit about the game of baseball. I'm angry at the never ending labor disputes and that the owners were clearly operating in bad faith and they know it. And I am terrified about the future of the game.
0: You you covered it all. That was our entire podcast. So thanks for joining. Um, that was one minute. Yeah.
1: See yeah, you next. See you next week.
0: Week. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's just, a lot oh, that going was on. So bad. Listen, we've talked about this every single week. We're like, this is just getting ridiculous, and here we are at what we consider the peak of ridiculousness. Here. But I guarantee you it could go even further.
1: Well, that's been the entire year of 2020 so far. It's like, all right, this is probably as bad as it's going to get, right? And, and no, no. 2020 just throws another fucking curveball at you.
0: It is amazing. And it's amazing because the NBA has their plan perfectly mapped out. Only took really like, well, from what we heard online, one proposal. And ta-da! They have a season or a part of a season or the playoffs or whatever it is they're doing i don't really care about basketball but when it comes to baseball the players want to play and the owners apparently do not want them to play and it's just a whole mess and i mm, there's a lot of thoughts here we have a lot of thoughts today
1: yeah i mean you have this This beautiful chance. The game of baseball is having a hard time attracting younger fans. We're finally, 2019, we say, we're going to let the kids play. We're going to let them bat flip. We're going to do all their crazy shit. We're going to mic people up for the all-star game in spring training. All these like really fun things that we thought of to get younger people more interested in baseball out the window immediately. You have this perfect opportunity to be the only game in town. The millions of people are just waiting for some kind of sport to start happening. And you have the chance to say, hey, let's just take a break from all the troubles of the world right now. Let's watch a three-hour baseball game. Let's just take a a breather, de-stress for a hot second. And then this is an opportunity that doesn't come around again, aside from another global pandemic. And that in and of itself is a danger to the sport. And now you're just, you keep piling onto it where it's every week, every week. The owner's saying, oh, well, how about this plan? Well, it's the same plan you offered last week. Well, how about this one? No, it's still the same plan as the first time. And it's just, get it together.
0: I'm so glad that you mentioned, though, the idea of Let the Kids Play. Because essentially, October of 2018, that's when the slogan first came out for MLB. They, um, they released that commercial with Ken Griffey Jr., Let the kids play, okay? So, what happened? What happened to the October 2018 slogan and, you know, carried over to Players Weekend, it carried over to just be the perfect motto to reflect, I guess, the spirit of, you know, America's pastime. Like, it just became the motto. And now, the kids want to play, but they can't play. You want to know why, James? They can't play because their parents... Are trying to short them on their number of games they can play because money and it sucks i hate this i hate it i'm mad
1: okay could you imagine being the owner of a major league baseball team and not liking baseball where you're just like, I don't even care about it. This is strictly business for me. I don't care about what it means for the community. I don't care about what it means for the local economy. If this isn't putting money directly into my pocket, we don't play another fucking game.
0: Nope. I, I can't even imagine. I It's disgusting to me that this report came out that they said originally six to eight teams, but I, I, heard, I feel like I heard more. But in general, six to eight owners... Just didn't want a season. I'm like, must be nice, huh? Must be fucking nice for you to sit on your fucking island with your millions of dollars, just watching the world crumble around you and just say, oh, yeah, we're just going to take a break this year. We'll come back next year just fine. When there are minor league players being cut, when there are major league players not playing, not earning money. I mean, it's it's mind boggling how the disparity between the players and the owners. I just I can't. And you know what the worst part is? The players want to play. They've made it so very clear on Twitter, which I love players standing up for themselves and saying when and where, which by the way, got to get that shirt from RotoWare. I love it. So they want to play. They're saying when and where tell us what to do. So find a way to get them to play because you're going to start losing star players from the game. Bryce Harper apparently wants to go play for the Eagles, which honestly, he'd probably be better at hockey. Like I think not really sure, but What's worse than having players openly vocal about hating their own ownership? I mean, players are speaking out so strongly, and they're pretty prominent guys. Like, it's not just, you know, those those little minor leaguers that are speaking. These are guys that have played for, for years and are good. Mike Trout, one of your most marketable players. So now you're losing faith from your marketable players that can help attract more fans. And in turn, they are ruining the sport of baseball. Done. I'm done. I can't.
1: It just it's so it's evil at its core. It's evil. When you buy a major league baseball team, chances are you probably use taxpayer money to build the stadium. And you have to understand that while, yes, it's a business, you owe a moral obligation to the community who support this team because it's not a business for everybody. Some people like us have tried to make a career out of the New York Yankees. Some people say, listen, my nine to five job sucks ass. I hate it so much. The only reprieve I get is the three hours a night where I come home, I sit on my couch and I turn on Kansas City Royal Baseball. That's it. And it's just you owe those people something. This can't just be a business because if it's just a business, go buy another fucking company. That doesn't mean as much to the people who play it, to the people who work in the field, to the people who support the team. You don't deserve it.
0: I think we should own a team. I feel like we we have the right the right mindset, not the finances. but That's okay. I just you know what the I think the part that really is getting to me, too, is the fact that obviously we here are diehard fans. And, you know, I know a lot of people that are diehard fans that will follow every single game. But what about the casual fans? What about the people that are like, hey, like it's a nice Saturday afternoon, let's hit up the ball game you know have a couple beers go to the stadium those people are also making you money and right now you are turning them away from the game because at what point are is baseball going to lose those casual fans if they haven't already I mean I completely understand that the MLB has you know people like us that you know kind of are our top tier let's let's be honest here um but those fans are definitely still bringing in a lot of revenue and essentially by doing this and by creating that aspect that oh you know what it's just baseball not really that important how do you expect to attract more fans and gain more revenue like you have to appeal to the diehards but you also have to appeal to the casual fans because they are still making you money so you have to appeal to them. And the negotiations have probably done nothing but dissuade them from ever investing in the sport again.
1: I'm being yeah, negative and when it here. Comes to the, negative. When it comes to the casual fans, you say, oh, like, I didn't even realize baseball wasn't on because, you know, I'm not following these labor discussions like James and Allison are. They are psychopaths. But, you know, I, I didn't even realize baseball was gone. I probably won't realize when it comes back. I guess I'm just not a baseball fan anymore. And they just right. move on. Because the NBA is getting ready to restart. The NFL is going to be fine. That Even the fucking hockey. Fucking hockey has a better plan.
0: Okay. But listen. I mean, in all seriousness, I, I just talked to my dad and my sister. And my sister was saying, like, I you know what? I don't even like the NBA, but I'm going to watch because it's on. I'm going to watch. You know? Like, I'll probably watch, too, because it gives me something to do. But I am disappointed in... It, what's going on in the sport of baseball? The whole timeline, I pulled up the timeline for um for how the MLB offseason has gone. And it is just miraculous to look back at and be like, this. these are all the steps that we took to get absolutely nowhere. So you start with the players want to play. The owners want to make money. And now you're stuck at the players want to play. The owners really don't want to make any more money because they don't want to risk losing any money. And then... Now the players don't want to play because they're not going to be making their money. It's... Ugh. Do you like that sound? That was a good one. Yeah.
1: But this is, this is where the grievance comes into play, which is the big thing right now, which is my only sliver, sliver of hope that baseball <laughs> gets played this year is because the owners don't want a grievance because they know they'll fucking lose. And the only way yeah. you know you're going to lose a grievance is if you know you've been negotiating in bad faith. So for anyone who is not familiar, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're a psychopath like Allison and I, so you are. But just in case any direct family members are listening who are not familiar, the MLB and the MLB Players Association signed an agreement on March 26th. In that agreement, they agreed to come back to the negotiating table in the event that fans were not going to be allowed at the stadiums because of the quote unquote lost money. Who knows if they're actually losing money because they're MLB teams and their books are closed, which is important. So in the agreement, Rob Manfred has the power to say, "Okay, this is how many games we're playing. This is when you show up. You're going to get your full prorated salary per this agreement. So he wants to do 48 games because the owners decided 48 games is the most we're willing to go for a prorated salary, which would be a bullshit season. Absolute horseshit. So now it's come out that there was a stipulation in the agreement that says that they have to make every effort to fit as many possible games as they can, which right now is somewhere in the mid seventies. Realistically, if we got ready tomorrow, we can have a mid seventies game season. So MLB can file a grievance. They say you cheaped us out of 20 something games. So we're going to need the money for that. And they will, they will win that grievance. And in that grievance, The MLB owners are going to have to open up their books, which is the one thing they refuse to do, because I absolutely guarantee that in those books, it is revealed they're just fine financially. Shockingly, billionaire owners of sports teams that they could totally afford this. And they might not even be in the red. They might just be like, ah, like 48 games. There's just not enough profit. Like, I would bet anything that's where their break even point is, where they don't lose a dime this year because they had a 48-game season at prorated pay and expanded playoffs. So they they might look to gain money with a 48-game 48 season, 48 season, but they can't show the players that, which is why all of a sudden now they want to negotiate again. They're saying, oh, no, 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 hold on, about 48 games. Let's go up to 60. Let's just, you know, let's even it out there. But, you know, just in case the coronavirus comes back, we might have to shut it all down again.
0: And, uh-oh, reports came out that players were testing positive, which was the seediest, grossest thing I've ever seen. Just terrible. That that had to be a ploy. There's, I mean, seriously. No, it
1: you, absolutely it, is.
0: You got Rob Manfred, who literally earlier in the week was like, 100% we are going to be having baseball. And he used the word, what, in inequivocally? Inquil- Unequivocally.
1: Unequivocally.
0: <laughs> Thank you unequivocally having a season and then two days later he's like "Mm, well actually I I can't really you know I, I can't say that you know we're not we're probably not gonna have a season so you got Rob Manfred doing that and then of course sorry, I lost my train of thought because I'm so mad. I just, I can't trust him. I can't trust him anymore. He tells us these things. And, you know, I didn't really put much stock into it, but I was like, OK, hopeful, hopeful. And he's like, mm, no, never mind. And now they're just like, uh, yeah, we wanted to get started a long time ago when it became very clear that that was not the case. So I, I can't trust anyone out here. I can't.
1: No, I, when Rob Manfred said it's 100% happening, I had like, I I knew it, I, it was going to happen. It's no matter what we'll have baseball this year. It's going to be a bullshit 48 game season, but I'm just going to really sink myself into spring training and see what happens. But to go back to the coronavirus thing, are you going to tell me that yesterday the league found out that all of these players were testing positive for coronavirus. You're going to tell me that they didn't find that out when they proposed a 72 game season for half of half pay? Like, really, all of a sudden now that the players are kind of winning the argument, hold on a second, coronavirus, we don't know if it's going to come back. Like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <sighs>
0: Like, the idea was definitely to have that report be leaked after he's like, "Mm, yeah, not sure if there's going to be a season because we're super worried about everyone's health. And then, oh, look at this. People's health is in jeopardy. Oh, my God. We must have been right. Like, that was just. (laughs) And, like, even players commented on it. I think uh, uh, one of the Nationals players was like, this just feels disgusting. Like, dirty. Just dirty timing. Like, it really does. The timing was just. It was you have to believe that it was released by MLB because they just want to defend themselves in that way so I think you're absolutely right. and I read that yesterday and I was like, are are we kidding right now? like do you think we're dumb?
1: But, really all again, of a sudden all these players have coronavirus once the oh, players oh, start getting yeah. their way, all of a sudden they have coronavirus oh, Get oh. The fuck out of here <laughs> you're not sneaky yeah. it's
0: yeah it, that was definitely a ploy and hey listen i I I got to respect that. Like you got to respect them holding such a report for that. But the fact that literally the day after it was released, there is no hiding it. Those things are so immensely connected. It's ridiculous. It was all staged.
1: It's just, I can't, I can't take it because I feel like, I feel like this stuff plays like this is the owner's playbook from 10 years ago when you couldn't just go on the Internet and everybody immediately is like, hey, think about this for one second and tell me if it makes sense. Like back in the day, you didn't get that instant gratification of this is the plan. But here's the thing the owners might try to do. Like now it was the next day you read in the newspaper like, oh, this is the plan, but this is their concern. So we'll see how it pans out. No, now right. everyone can just reply to the fucking tweet and quote tweet it and say, This is bullshit.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, my Twitter isn't loading. Do you think MLB? Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I was okay, going to say, MLB's,
1: sh- MLB's streaming our podcast live right now. And they're like, No, we got to shut these people down. Shut it down. We shut can't it down. Have this. Get rid of them.
0: <laughs> cool. Oh, man. And, you know, like hearing the negotiations and stuff today, which obviously gives us a little bit of hope, but at the same time, like, I'm just done. I'm done with hope because hope gets you nothing but disappointment right now. And I don't want to say that for everything because it's not true. However, right now, I am in a bad mood. I am sad and I'm being very negative because it's better to be negative and get good news than the opposite.
1: Fair. It would definitely be less disappointing. But yeah, with with today's plan, it feels like we're just a little bit closer. We got the full prorated pay for 60 games. Uh, They're doing the expanded playoffs for two years to 16 teams, which is a whole other thing. That's Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot of fucking teams. We were talking about this when they first proposed expanded playoffs before all this coronavirus stuff happened. Mm -hmm. We're like, that's just like, (laughs) they wanted to expand it to what, eight teams? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. eight teams in each division. So that would have been 16 Like, what is the motivation to go out and buy a star player if you can just sneak in in the eighth seed and then you go on a run like the Nationals went on last year? When was the last time the number one overall record actually won the World Series? Maybe the Astros or did the Dodgers have a better record than them that year?
0: Mm, That's a very good question. It doesn't even matter
1: because they were fucking cheating.
0: (laughs) Ha, yeah, yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's topic for conversation later because we are not done with the Astros. But still, yes, I agree with you. And the other thing, too, like to think about, too, with a prorated season or prorated, I'm sorry, shortened season is, and we've discussed this before as well, um, you know, the idea that some teams get off to really sucky starts. Like, if this was the case this season, the Nationals wouldn't have even been in the playoffs, I don't think. Um, no, they, they wouldn't start, have. Yeah, they started with like a, disgusting record they had like 31 losses in like 50 games or something but they were not good so it definitely gives other teams an opportunity to kind of jump into the fray um but you know thinking about those owners that didn't want to play the game what teams do you think those are from let's speculate here
1: oh the pirates absolutely for sure. The pirates were prepared to spend $45 million on their payroll before all this happened. They did not give a fuck about this year. They were ready to punt it and play 162 games. There's just <laughs> they're... a full season where they're not even pretending to try.
0: They were out money balling money ball. Like oh. they, yeah, they were literally like the Cleveland Indians in major league. Like they were just trying to just be bad. Um, Orioles, for sure. No way. Gary yeah, the Thorne let that charge. Yeah. They don't want none uh, of that. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Mets were in there. I'm sorry. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: I think Andy Martino said the Mets and the Yankees were not one of them, but it also would not surprise me either because the Will Pons are the devil.
0: Right. Just exactly. combined. Exactly. So, I mean, there's definitely. You know, at that point, you can see like teams that are just don't really have a chance anyway. And they're just kind of like, yeah, screw it. Like, let's try again next year, whatever.
1: We didn't want to play this year anyway.
0: Right, exactly. Like, "Eh, we didn't want to play last year either, but we did. So, you know, it's just it's just so interesting to see those reports coming out of owners not wanting to have a season. I just it makes me so mad, so mad that people have such power such money and just like use it to buy this baseball team and then don't give a shit about it and just kind of like yep well there's always next year
1: (laughs) yeah fuck everybody in 600 square miles who supports this team
0: Mm -mm. no bad 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 well listen i mean i ranted as much as i can rant for that i probably could rant more but like that just made me very upset
1: yeah, I mean and, we've been we've been at one topic for twenty two minutes.
0: Yeah, and I got this one hundred and one point four fluid ounce bottle of water so I can rehydrate during rants.
1: <laughs> You're just ready to go. All right, let's let's switch focus then. Let's switch to our other rant. Um I mean, Astros fans, what are you doing? What are you oh, doing? Oh my god. I- <laughs> go, go, Allison. Rant. Ah! Do it.
0: All right. So, I mean, we just got to start with the background, at least the letter. All right. Lettergate. It has come to light. Um, basically, the whole story was there was this letter that Rob Manfred sent to Brian Cashman back in 2017. Sealed letter. Um, the Yankees weren't part of this lawsuit by a, a DraftKings player who said that he lost money because teams were cheating and yada, yada. So the Yankees weren't even a part of this. And now all of a sudden the judge is like, Hey, this letter might contain information about sign sealing or so the, you know, uh, the guy from DraftKings said, so he's like, we should unseal it. Now the Yankees don't want that because honestly, and we discussed this to James before, but like, it's just the principle of the matter. Like, Basically yeah, reporting.
1: there there are a couple scary words that they used in the article. They used "alleged sign stealing," which to Astros fans means that they were Yankees were wearing buzzers because Astros fans have no brains and they can't read. Um, the damage to reputation—that's that's a legal term. That doesn't mean that the Yankees are going to be fucking ruined. The the ruined forever. No one will ever take them seriously again because. Uh, Oh, this letter came out. No, it just means that if the Yankees release this letter, a headline is going to pop up that says they got popped for bullpen, illegal bullpen phone usage, which we already knew about, which back then it was, oh, the Red Sox, they did this whole Apple Watch thing. Uh, The Yankees used the bullpen phone illegally. I believe the situation was that Larry Rothschild was calling to see if a pitch was a ball or a strike. And like we got an undisclosed fine for that.
0: Let's let's talk about this. Larry Rothschild was accused of using the bullpen. You know, if he's the mastermind behind, like, the stealing of signs, then we were doomed anyway. Like, seriously? The man can't even control his own pitchers, let alone, like, do this elaborate sign-stealing scheme. So the Astros fans are just jumping on it. They're like, oh, my God, this is it. This is the moment. We are not in the spotlight anymore. We are not in trouble because everyone was doing it. Well... I just don't no. understand why it's. <laughs> i don't understand why it's resurfacing now <laughs> i mean it's it, i guess with the whole lawsuit thing but like i have words for astros fans i just need them to shut up like sh- astros players shut
1: up oh that was so dumb who does the pr for these guys it's ridiculous As as a team, the PR is a disaster. As players, the PR is a disaster. Who is in charge? These guys make millions of dollars. They don't hire somebody to say, hey, maybe watch what you tweet. So, like,
0: you see for the Yankees, I'm going to compare to the Yankees because I always compare to the Yankees. But, like, Glaber Torres, Gio Urshela, people that aren't even in the country for, you know, the whole COVID crisis and stuff like that, they're sending, like, They're sending their love. They're recording videos. They're sharing on their Twitter feeds and stuff like that. Obviously, with the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, things are happening. The Yankees are doing, you know, what they can do to help. CeCe Sabathia recorded an amazing video featuring a ton of black um, baseball players. Just incredible. And Astros are doing nothing. They're doing nothing. And then all of a sudden, this letter comes out. The word, the letter, like I assume they have Yankees like whenever someone searches like Yankees cheating on Google, it like shows up on their phone and they're like, "Oh, who's looking it up? And they think they have traction now. So now with all this shit going on in the world, they just decided, oh, my God, Yankees were allegedly caught stealing. And it, it may be bad, but we don't know. We're not
1: sure. It wasn't. It wasn't Let's even comment. a real allegedly. This is a guy who's trying to sue major league baseball. And he's like, that has cheating in it. I know it. I know it. It's got cheating in it. Open the letter. It's got cheating. I know. I know look, it. Look, I, I look. Do the letter. Do the letter. Cause it's got cheating in it. Like, bro, you're just losing your case. Just let it go.
0: See, but this is the part I do enjoy because they're commenting. It's pissing me off. So they're, not like saying anything but they're they're putting up those memes you know those those gifts and stuff they're they're interested they want to see someone else get popped for cheating and it's not going to happen i mean you like literally do they not have They need PR classes. They need classes on common fucking sense. They just need to shut their mouth until any sort of incriminating evidence actually comes out. Because now they just look stupid. And when the letter shows absolutely nothing, they're going to delete the tweet. But hey, screenshots are forever. You guys are assholes. Fuck you.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) I am not happy. I'm not happy.
1: Oh, my word. (laughs) This is is worse than when they called you sis.
0: (laughs) I'm not a sis, but I just, I don't understand. I don't understand. They're not even like, they're not even talking about what's going on in the world and showing support. And they're just all of a sudden like, oh my God, let's talk about a cheating scandal because guess what? They got caught for cheating. By the way, Astros fans, I saw someone on Twitter. I don't remember who it was, but they pulled up splits. From DJ LeMayhew.
1: Oh Course yeah. No, that was the Yankee <laughs> shame tour. Trying to copy Astro shame tour. And it just. Oh it fell so short.
0: I. Was dying. I was so mad. But also at the same time. I was like you're an idiot. You're just an idiot. But like comparing the two stat lines. Between Coors Field and Yankee Stadium. They're like oh so uh, DJ LeMayhew. Leaves Colorado and actually becomes good. I'm like. The dude won a batting title.
1: Yeah, they only did 2018 and 2019. And it was like, oh, look, he had bad numbers in 2018 and good numbers in 2019. Must be cheating. Like, yeah, but he won the fucking batting title in 2016, which means he was literally the best player in the league. Best hitter. Best hitter in the league. Nobody hits better than this guy in Colorado. And you're going like, to say, oh, by 2018, though, no, not down here. Like, you know get what? the I- fuck out of here.
0: I think that Astros fans just literally don't know anything outside of the Houston Astros, and honestly, I'm not even sure they know anything about the Houston Astros. But being completely honest, like DJ LeMahieu, very common knowledge around the league. Like he is a very, very good player. He's a wasn't a
1: secret, right? Exactly.
0: It's not some, like, mysterious thing you unearth. Like, he had a sucky year in 2018, which is why the Yankees got him on a pretty good price. And you know what? He did exactly what they expected him to do coming from Colorado. So he did a pretty awesome job. But I feel like Astros fans are just, like, they just see Yankees players as, like, just faceless. And they're like, oh, this person was good? How? They're not good at all. And I'm like, DJ LeMahieu is phenomenal. DJ LeMahieu almost won them game six in Houston, okay? DJ LeMahieu was the one that had you shitting your pants for the bottom of the ninth inning, okay? He was the one that did that. He's good. And they're just going to sit there and be like, oh yeah, well this guy wasn't good in 2018 and now that he's on the Yankees, he's actually good, so he must have a
1: buzzer or something.
0: Like, how dumb are you? James. Oh boy.
1: that that is that's a clip right there that's gonna be a clip right there
0: (laughs) oh my god it's just wow the ignorance i can't like they probably don't even know who derek jeter is they're probably like oh just some dude that played shortstop
1: yeah Okay. because they showed up in 2017 when they won like i bet they couldn't even name half the players on the team from 2014 to 2016 when they were losing 100 a year Like, nobody was paying attention, and now all of a sudden they're good. In 2017, that's crazy. They went from being one of the worst strikeout teams in the league to the best. Like, how did that happen overnight? Who knows? Meanwhile, the Yankees have actually gotten worse in strikeouts since 2016. I'm not going to, you know, say anything about that, but, you know.
0: But they did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I just watched Gary Sanchez take an at-bat. A bad swing. If he doesn't hit a home run, just... Watch him swing at the down and away slider. It is ugly. I love Gary. It's ugly though. It's it's really bad when he gets fooled. Are You gonna tell me that guy knows what pitch is coming? No, he doesn't.
0: I think my favorite clip this week about this whole like letter thing coming out was when someone said, "Did the Yankees cheat during the ALCS versus Houston?" And it showed Todd Frazier with like oh, that half yeah. swing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm,
0: like. Yeah, they definitely cheated because he clearly knew what was coming. He just had to look as dumb as possible.
1: Yeah, no, it was just to throw us off the scent in one of the biggest games of the entire year. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. We might be catching a little bit of heat for this sign stealing thing. Todd, go up there. Take a shitty swing. (laughs) See what happens. Just just go look like an idiot. It'll be great.
0: So, yeah, that was
1: because it took till 2020 for it to come around. (laughs)
0: that's true too um no i the whole letter thing is just ridiculous everything is ridiculous right now life is weird that's my new motto and things have gotten weird i would love to see baseball but at the same time i don't want to see baseball where nobody wants to actually play because they're all upset you know the players are like my family i don't want to see them sad
1: Except yeah, I mean, I am, on, I am on record as saying that no person will ever be as important to me as Gleyber Torres, so.
0: This is true, yes, we've discussed that before. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to find my bookmarked, oh, here they are, bookmarked tweets, because I was pulling up. I, I've learned how to bookmark tweets now.
1: I didn't even know you could do that. I'm going to start doing that so that I can call them back during the podcast.
0: <laughs> okay, so do we want to hear some good news
1: Yes, we should definitely change topic after yelling for 33 minutes.
0: I'm sorry, everyone. I just, <laughs> I had a vodka. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so good news. So can we just, this week's, uh, you know, cutesy little thing that goes on in the Yankees universe. Um, so some person posted on Twitter, and you know how people are doing the thing where they're posting a picture of a... Like, a person, and then they're doing the greater than sign. And then they post a picture of, like, the other person. Oh, yeah, Max, or
1: Max hates those. Max will <laughs> yes, unfollow anybody who does that.
0: I did see that. I was like, this is some displaced rage. But you know what? It's fine. Because apparently we we thought we were appropriately raging here. But maybe we are displaced raging, too. I don't know. You think?
1: Unlikely. Okay. I feel pretty anyway. placed.
0: So, um, this girl named Alyssa posted and she put Ryan Rucco's picture and then she put the greater than symbol and then she put Michael K's picture she said had to be said <laughs> right and someone commented and said since the king the real Michael K tagged him follows me I have to disagree but I do love them both equally because they're both gods amongst men which is great um, and then <laughs> the girl Alyssa goes what if he sees this <laughs> And then she said, "Hey, Michael, if you see this, I was joking." Well, he responded, and he said, "Alyssa, you don't have to yeah, say it's not gonna play. you have great taste. Ryan is awesome. No worries. Look at that. What good guys?
1: Ruko is awesome. I got to be honest. I probably would side with with Ruko above K. To be honest."
0: I mean, I feel like now that I've kind of grown up and, you know, he he brings a lot more excitement to the game. I know that like when Michael K first started, he absolutely did. Like that's just what he did. But I do I do really like um Ryan Ruco in the booth. I think he is great. He has some great calls. I mean, I know how to uh do them in TikToks. Yeah, so.
1: of course for TikToks. Yeah, I don't know. He just brings like a like a different energy. Like Kay is a consummate professional, but when Ru goes up there, you're like, I hope something crazy happens.
0: Right, right, exactly. Yeah, like that uh, Aaron Judge home run in Seattle where he literally was just speechless. He goes, "That that ball is gone somewhere to the moon." Yeah. Or ready.
1: that uh, the Gary Sanchez game. Gary had two home runs in Seattle as well. And Rucos just his voice started breaking. He was like, I don't even know how to. Uh, uh.
0: <laughs> now, imagine if he was if he was in a position like Gary Thorne, I feel like Gary Thorne comes up on every podcast, either Jabba Chamberlain or Gary Thorne, which now well, I just name drop both of them. So whatever.
1: We're we're coming up on episode sixty-two of the Java Chamberlain podcast, so
0: I think we can get him on as a guest. Let's go.
1: We'll see.
0: We'll go. Um. So that was one of the things that I saw that was pretty awesome. Um. This week on Twitter, the other thing I saw that was pretty awesome was actually this morning. I think the um. The Yankees posted something last week where they wanted, you know, they wanted people to ask the players questions. And so they posted a video today um, as a culmination of all the the questions and answers. So these little kids that were Yankees fans were asking questions in a video and then they had Yankees infielders answer the questions for them. You know, basically like, what's the best thing about being a Yankee? You know, like things that pretty much I say little kids want to know. Right, but see, I would ask the same question. Yeah. It's like that's awesome. Um, so they they posted a really cute video on their Yankees Twitter account, and it was just like, my heart just uh, just swelled. I just love it.
1: I also saw something awesome on Twitter. What? Garrett Cole drove to Yankee Stadium and threw pitches in the bullpen. Oh, just one pitch, but.
0: <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna use that as ammunition right now. Um. Garrett Cole was he made the drive too with a—I I forget what song it was. Um, New York State of Mind, Empire State of Mind, whatever it's called. I just yep. they, they say New yep. York a lot, so um, so obviously he posted that and it got 27,000 likes. Okay, I
1: mean, we we love Garrett Cole. What can we do?
0: Listen, I have no problem with that because um, I love Garrett Cole too. The problem I have is that they keep saying that baseball is not that important. You know, yada, yada. Well, clearly this guy has an impact. People want to see him throwing the baseball. Like, come on. If That's the highlight of my
1: whole week. That was like, that was the only positive thing that happened to me this week. It was just one pitch, one pitch of Garrett Cole in a bullpen.
0: Right. It was high, too. Um, but like I was watching the video and I saw the drive to Yankee stadium and I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then all of a sudden, the second I saw him in the bullpen, I was like, who oh, chills
1: just it just looks so chill. right. Oh,
0: right. It just exactly. looks so right. Exactly. Oh man. They are holding out on us now. They're just not letting us see Garrett Cole.
1: Oh, how long ago do you think Garrett Cole was signed? It feels like years it was
0: right before christmas but i know yeah, i remember it like about but seven it years. That was like years ago yeah yeah i think you're right absolutely it's sad someone posted i think it was like last month or something they were like can you imagine this was like you know six months ago and i'm like oh my god it's so weird to think about
1: we so we're so weird. happy the astros were the joke of baseball garrett cole was a yankee We were the favorites, the World Series favorites. Luis Severino didn't need to get Tommy John yet. Like, oh, it was such a beautiful time. And it just all came crashing down so quickly.
0: Have we heard um, any updates on Aaron Hicks and his status? Because I haven't Uh, really seen him recently.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen any updates on how healthy he is. Uh, Just early on that Aaron Hicks might be the first person to have Tommy John surgery and never actually miss a game.
0: Well, that's why I'm asking, because I'm interested to see if that might actually be a possibility or not.
1: Well, hopefully it won't be, because we're playing more games than we have to.
0: Yeah, this is true. Also, Didi is staying super active on Twitter as well, and I just love Didi Gregorius, like, immensely.
1: Honestly, that's why 2020 is so weird. We can't allow Didi Gregorius to play for anyone but the Yankees. We're just going to cancel baseball.
0: We let Didi Gregorius walk away and this shit happens.
1: Ugh, unbelievable. And he said, "Oh, I feel so bad he signed a 1-year deal too." That's a whole thing we didn't talk about before. The players are just going to get fucked in free agency again. Yeah, like if, if yeah. If they win this battle, they're just going to get fucked back.
0: Yeah, no, oh. absolutely. That's oh. Man. Dude,
1: Paxton, DJ LeMayhew, DD mm-hmm. And...
0: DJ's defense, he should have been re-signed already. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, wouldn't have hated it. Yeah, he should have been
0: extended. I don't see why not. Make this man a Yankee until the day his robot body gives up.
1: Yeah, 2080.
0: Yeah, keep him there.
1: You You want to talk about another positive thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, The Yankees drafted a very promising catcher.
0: Oh, yes, Austin, right? Austin Austin Wells? Austin
1: Wells, yeah. It's the second time we drafted him. We tried to get him out of high school. He decided to go to college. And then we got him at pick 28 in the first round of this year's draft. And what's fantastic about him is all his strengths are on offense. And I'm going to accept it now. The robo are going to get introduced. So if he sticks at catcher, that's like premium, premium offense right there. Left-handed bat in Yankee Stadium from the catcher spot to back up gary sanchez if gary is out of the picture for some reason he also plays first base and could probably play the outfield too so maybe he takes brett gardner's spot who knows excuse me i'm kidding kidding
0: yeah you better have been kidding gardner's
1: playing till 2082
0: listen you just got to ink him now to a uh, a 62-year contract (laughs) Um. No. Uh. This also reminds me too on Twitter uh this week with the the Astros fans. They posted a video and they were like, "Here are all the examples of the Yankees cheating, yada yada." Because this person decided to be Astros John Boy, because and I'm like, mm, "You wish, yeah, like, like you're literally John Boy worked his ass off to get where he was like and where he is right now and it's incredible you can't just freaking like ride on his coattails and be like yep that's me i'm uh, Astro's Astros boy but anyway posted a video basically saying this is what all the times the Yankees cheated against the astros first very first clip was of brett gardner hitting a home run and i was like no i'm not watching the rest of this this is ridiculous nope, you you're, dead Bre- me. you're dead yeah. to me you accuse brett gardner of cheating like we have an issue we have a real big issue. I will probably throw a helmet at you. It might bounce back and cut my lip. Get it? Because, like, eh, joke. But don't do that.
1: Don't. No, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get you in fisticuffs with someone who's insulted Brett Gardner. That would not be, that would not be a good look.
0: Right. What are, I don't understand people in this world today. Like, how could you do that?
1: Because they want, they want it. They want to be dumb. And they weren't even doing like trash can bangs or anything. It was like whistling at Yankee stadium. Somebody Mm -hmm. whistled and you're like, yeah, that's the cheating right there. Like, get out of here. How many times have I said, get the fuck out of here today? That's how mad I am. That's like the one thing where I'm like, I'm absolutely done with this conversation right now because you are not a person worth talking to. I don't think your intelligence level is even capable of understanding the words that I'm saying, let alone the logic behind my thought. Get the fuck out of here.
0: (sighs) I got to tell you, um, and I think I told you this on Friday when I, so just so everyone is aware, I like to, um, I like to try and learn TikTok dances. I'm not very good at them, but I like to try and learn them. So I uh, made sure James knew that I was TikToking on Friday night. So we were chatting and um, talking a little bit about, I, I tweeted something earlier this week about the Astros franchise and boot them to the moon because might as well. And I just had a bunch of angry Astros fans in my DMs and uh, on my tweet. And I just always want to comment the people that comment and say, like, one person said, if you want to, I'm doing this from memory. If you want to chastise the Astros, fine, but fix your governor situation first. And I just really, really wanted to go up there and be like, yes, I personally will do that. Like, Sounds like a great thing.
1: Let me let Andrew Cuomo know you don't approve first name numbers.
0: And then can I chastise the Astros? Do I have permission then? Is that okay?
1: Yeah, Texas definitely isn't receiving record numbers of COVID cases either. That's not happening.
0: So, Houston's fine.
1: Houston's fine.
0: My automatic defense um, to nasty tweets is to be as sarcastic as humanly possible. Um, And people don't understand it, but I I love to just take their words and read them as literally as possible and then just make the dumbest tweets. But I didn't do it this time. I didn't respond to anyone.
1: That's good. That's you're taking my advice. Less Twitter fights. The (laughs) advice that I say, do as I say, don't do as I do, because I keep getting into Twitter fights and it's not great. But I'm trying to be better.
0: I think you've done a pretty good job. You've just you've gotten a little angry this these past couple of weeks. But you know what? I understand.
1: It's been very I get stressful. Where you're coming
0: from. I, I get where you're coming from because clearly, as demonstrated on this podcast today, you are not the only angry one here.
1: No, yeah. Well, today I was pretty angry. I almost ripped off on Aubrey Huff today because he's a piece of shit. Okay. and I was just, just block him.
0: Just block him. I know. We I I
1: have to, I don't block anybody though because like I need the idiot takes because I take the idiot takes and I make content out of them. <laughs> I put out articles with all the stupid people. And if I got rid of all the stupid people from my timeline, then I wouldn't have any content.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right on that aspect. But honestly, Aubrey Huff is just you. You gotta, he's gotta go. Like, you know,
1: he's a piece of shit.
0: It it really is bad. I I don't even read his stuff anymore because I know it's gonna make me irrational. Well, not irrationally, but pretty rationally angry. But like, then I'll get irrationally angry at how rationally angry I am
1: yeah I'm pretty mad at Chris Russo today too
0: oh interesting.
1: did you you see that I did not um so you know all we mentioned before all the players are tweeting where and when where and when Mm -hmm. like we're ready to go and Bryce Harper tweeted it because Bryce Harper is the face of the league and Russo ripped him on the show like I don't want to hear from you because you're not living up to your contract and you stunk last year I was like, first of all, Bryce Harper did not stink last year. Was he worth the thirty million dollars a year? Um, maybe he was probably around there. If you value WAR at eight to ten million dollars, he had a four WAR, so that's probably pretty close. And also, Bryce Harper is pretty good. He didn't stink last year. <laughs> but right, like, you're just right. gonna rip this guy for doing what literally everyone else is doing because he gets paid well. That makes me so mad. People can't separate the contract from the performance. So where was where was Bryce Harper getting all the extra money when he was first 3 years in the league and he was outputting production well above the $600,000 he was making. Mm-hmm. And no one says, "Oh, like Bryce Harper, that guy is like great. He's like the best player ever because he's only making $600,000." No one ever says that. They only say it when somebody's making $30 million and they say, "Oh, this guy sucks. He only had a four war last year." He was only worth four wins better than the next guy.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Okay. I can see why you'd be upset.
1: I also did not get in a Twitter fight with him though. So it's all good.
0: Small victories, small victories. We can do this. We can make it through. I just, like I said, I would love to watch baseball, but at the same time, I don't want to watch sad baseball.
1: No happy baseball. Only normal baseball Give me as many possible games that we can fit in. I liked the plan where there was 114 games and the Mm -hmm. players got their entire salary. I liked that one a lot. I'd like to go back to that one if we could. Uh, If I have to take like 65 games, which is probably where they'll settle. So be it.
0: Yeah. I mean, damn. It's just things have just gone so downhill. It's it's incredible. Can you imagine like back in January we would be talking about this. Like that wasn't even a thought.
1: No, absolutely not. And I want to see I think the Yankees were supposed to play the Pirates this week. That was yes. like I was gonna go to that game because PNC Park has always been on my bucket list of parks I want to see. And I got a buddy oh, that so lives nice. in the uh, in the area now. So I was gonna go stay with him for a weekend and go see a couple of games. And that would have been absolutely perfect. Ugh. But PNC now I don't
0: Park that. is one of my favorites. Um, I think my two favorites, I haven't been to as many as I would like to go to, but right now I love progressive field um, Cleveland, which also has some of the best people there. Like Indians fans are really cool. Um, Indians and,
1: fans care so much. Even if the right. team is shitty, they really care. Right. And that's great for a fan base. They look at right. a lot of bad teams and they're like, well, we're still here for our team. It's a shame that the team's not there for them though. The Indians are another team that definitely didn't want to go. They did not want to play this year. They don't. They're like, when we're ready to pay Francisco Lindor 300 million, other teams will probably offer him a cool bill. Like, all right, you're just being a dick on purpose now.
0: Um, The other. Yeah. PNC Park is definitely one of my all time favorites. I mean, just the view looking out to the river. It's it's incredible. They like shut down the bridge there during game day. So people just kind of like use it as a footbridge to walk across when obviously it is a traffic bridge, I guess. That's what I want that.
1: I want that whole experience.
0: Right. It is phenomenal. So when I went, actually we, there was a, uh, a rainstorm in the bottom of the first inning, like a really, really bad thunderstorm. And so the game was delayed for like two hours. So we were all just standing like underneath this little tiny, like shack. And we're just like trying to stay as dry as possible. But I tried to hold out for as long as possible, but it got very bad, very fast. Um, but it was so cool. I, honestly, one of my all time favorite stadiums. I would highly recommend going there. So, when you can, absolutely take a trip. Of
1: course. I will say, as much as I love the Yankees, Yankee Stadium is just, it's not, it's not really up to par. I no, went to I a national stadium last year. It just feels very corporate. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like a bank created this, this stadium. Well, essentially, but, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much. But um, no, like I went to, to Fenway and like you can really like feel the energy in Fenway as soon as you walk in. The game's not even on. You can just like feel how fantastic of a park it is. I went to Nationals Park with my buddies last year and I went in through the outfield and you just you walk in off the streets, you go through the gates and you're just in the outfield. There's no like area outside where they do like merch sales and restaurants and stuff like they have at Yankee Stadium. You just walk through the gates and you're 20 feet from left field which was absolutely beautiful to watch the park unfold like that. So I definitely want to see a few more parks. This was going to be a, this was going to be my Pennsylvania Baltimore area Mm -hmm. summer. And now I don't get that.
0: Camden yards is also one of my faves. Um, I definitely enjoy going there. We've been there a few times, Um, but yeah, just, just the history behind so many of the parks is, is incredible, but I would definitely say top two would be progressive field and PNC park. So when you get an opportunity, go for it.
1: Absolutely, clearly not this year. Possibly not next year. Uh, MLB is disaster. What else you got? Um.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, you know, listen, I ranted so much in the beginning. I'm tired now. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's did like I, I get I an- okay? angry and then I get tired. Yeah, no, right. that was fantastic. Oh man. I know you're not really the ranter on the podcast. You usually leave the angry stuff to me and then you try to calm me down. So it was a nice change of pace for us to both be fucking furious today. I've
0: been preparing for this all day. I literally have an email of points and like, I I was showing my friend earlier today and I was like, yeah, here's you know some of my points. And he goes, that's a lot of caps. And I was like, I know.
1: (laughs) You even texted me today. When that plan got dropped today, I texted you and I was like, my anger is like slightly sub, subsiding I don't really trust it yet. I'm still pretty mad but I'm like a little bit less mad and you're like absolutely not you had to get mad right now get fucking angry let's go and that was like 10 o'clock in the morning. We had <laughs> almost 12 hours until the podcast started. you're like you better part- get amped up right now
0: <laughs> The best part I think was the fact that like um as we were texting back and forth and I asked you to change the time and you were like yeah. Go angry, nap, and I was like, because I always nap before the podcast. I didn't nap today. It wasn't How about could you? I wasn't out you're so just, angry I was just out to dinner, and i I was like, I need to stay angry, I need to stay angry so you know had to that stay must angry. have
1: been an, that must have been an awkward dinner. like, no, why are you no. so angry, Allison? I'm just <laughs> mad.
0: <laughs> just a lot going on in my personal life, like to me, baseball is personal so oh, absolutely. So when someone is like, hey, is everything okay at home? I'm like, no, because there's no baseball
1: (laughs) to me. That's I haven't seen my family in eight months.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, basically, it's been two hundred and thirty eight days since we last saw Yankee baseball. Yeah, I made a mistake this year by doing that thread and (laughs) it's, it's kicking my butt.
1: No, it worked out really well for you last year this year not so much
0: see last year was more of a novelty now it's just like i can't give up i have to do this whole thing i have to see no, it through. it's a matter
1: of principle now
0: right exactly and it is pretty freaking incredible wow just wow <laughs> all
1: right so i guess that will wrap it up for the week um if you are angry at major league baseball leave us five stars and tell us what you're angry about Because we could use the five stars and you're angry. So go vent to us.
0: Yeah. It's a win-win for everyone.
1: All right. See you next week.
0: All right. Bye.